turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning. Welcome to Saturday Morning Obscurities. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. I'm your co-host and brother, Jams. Welcome to the show where we look back on half-remembered shows of our childhood or completely new shows of other people's childhoods that we never (laughs) saw at all. We cover a wide range here. We do. We look back on typically three or four episodes out of the show. Four, in this case, we're doing four for this episode, but normally we just do three. And we'll see if they kind of hold up to today's standards. Today we're going to be talking about Ghost Writer. That's R I. That's Writer, uh, not uh, Rider, as my phone kept trying to correct me today. Oh. But before we talk about that, we have our first segment of the show called "What's New Scooby Doo," where we talk about anything new going on with us, uh, any new shows we've been watching, or any new anything, any new media we've been ingesting. Mel, mm. what's new Scooby Doo with you? This is going to be old news by the time this episode actually comes out, but I just watched Space Jam, A New Jam. Excellent. <laughs> that's, that's the name of the t- <laughs> That's the title. That's how it works. And so the, you, you also viewed this film, correct? Yes. Yeah. Spoilers for Space Jam 2. So Al G. Rhythm, he lives inside like a Warner server where every Warner Brothers pop culture property exists, and he challenges his goon squad to a basketball game against LeBron James and the Toon Squad. And all of these pop culture characters show up in the audience. Mm-hmm. So you see them there on the sidelines the whole time in the background while the game is going, which might be the highlight of the movie, just like spotting different obscure yeah. characters back there. Yeah, I agree. That was also a highlight for me. <laughs> it was fun, but I also found it really distressing. And I haven't seen anybody else talk about this. Uh, Hopefully I'm still not the only one several months after the release of this movie. I was annoyed that nobody tried to help them. Okay. (laughs) Like, I know there's a force field, but you, like, there's a force field around the court, right? So, like, LeBron James's wife can't get in. There's so many characters out there in that audience. Somebody must have been smart enough to break through that wall and say, excuse me, algae rhythm, you can't do this. You can't force this boy to play in a basketball game against his father for the fate of him and all the Looney Tunes. This isn't right. I I guess, but uh, there's there could have been hmm. So this is a this is a this is a copy of them from the release of the movie in the Marvel or in the in the Warner universe. Just uh-huh. chilling, chilling in a uh, in a database at Warner Brothers headquarters. I guess some time could have passed where Algorithm was like, "Hey, uh, I'm the boss now. Let me know if you need anything." So for anything, this could just be, I don't know. My friend challenged this guy to a basketball match, and I'm going to come watch. No, they're right there. They can hear everything Algae Rhythm is saying. They must be aware of the context of this game. Like, right there on the sidelines is Batman and Robin. I'm like, if anyone wants to reunite a child with their parent, it's got to be the two of them. And they're just jumping up and down. They're cheering. Like, you're our heroes. You have to do something. There's that joke where... Sylvester's like, guys, it's Michael Jordan. Remember him? I found him. And he brings Michael B. Jordan into the locker room. 
And then Michael B. Jordan's like, hey, guys, it's not me. All right, good luck. And then he turns around and he leaves. He's like eating popcorn. Like, Michael B. Jordan, you've gotten back there. You're the only other person we've seen get past this force field. Are you going to offer your help? So, (laughs) no, he's not. He's not going to. Uh, (laughs) On the topic of they could hear algae rhythm talking, uh, there's a big amount of plot in that movie preventing uh, LeBron's son from hearing algae rhythm. So I think there is a good amount of plot space there to prevent anyone (laughs) relevant that possible could stop what's happening from hearing algae rhythm talk about his evil plan. I'm sorry this has caused you so much distress. It didn't bug me until I noticed Robin. Mm Because whoever that Robin was, they were doing a great job, really energetic. And then I'm like, wait a minute, Robin would never stand for this. You look out there in the crowd, they've got the world's greatest detective, Velma Dinkley, out there. She didn't sense something was wrong. Get her gang together, go like knock on the force field, like. Sir, uh, I have questionable feelings about what you're doing here. Can we discuss this? If you want to write a letter to WB and complain. Like, I get it in a metatextual way. Like, this movie is about LeBron James and the Looney Tunes and, like, the basketball players that were turned into creatures, which I also liked. That lady who was part snake, wonderful. But... And I get that they're like, let's throw in all these other cameos in there. But the fact that the cameos are all right there on the sidelines of this, like, game of mortal peril. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I didn't buy it. That's not what my Batman and Robin would have done. (laughs) I didn't buy it. I don't believe (laughs) that what's happening on the screen is real and could happen. Iron Giant, he could have figured it out. He could get through that force field. He can do something. Is the force field up? Is it only along the walls, though? Like, could somebody get up over the top of it like a fence and, like, pick algae rhythm up and be like, no more. No thank you. I I don't know how far. I mean, if you want to write the fan fiction to fix this, (laughs) be my guest. (laughs) I just wanted to voice some concerns. Maybe you could commission a fan fiction. I, there's pop, maybe you could do that. I imagine you could do that. Uh, Where they, they just talk to Algae Rhythm and he figures mm-hmm. out what he's done is wrong. And then he's yeah. just like part of the team. And Michael Jordan is actually there. And Michael B. Jordan and they're all friends. Right! Wayne Knight, everybody. <laughs> and Wayne Knight, Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray's there. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to put a spoiler tag in the beginning of this episode. So... <laughs> I don't think. Remember, remember when Space Jam: A New Jam came out several months it's an, ago? It's a new legacy. It's not a new jam. <laughs> I know it is, but like, okay. <laughs> I don't. I think my title is better. I think my idea is better. All right, you you call them. You write the fan fiction. But yeah, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll put a spoiler tag in the front, even though this movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> months ago at this point i don't think months is good enough for for okay to not watch all it. right we'll write one in yeah so that so that's what's new scooby-doo is that's you being what's mad new scooby-doo at Delma with me. scooby-doo Th- them all these other assorted characters also like the bad guys didn't aid algae rhythm not that i wanted them to but i'm like 
if you got them there, what? They're just sitting on their laurels. None of them are like, oh, yeah, I want these bad guys to win. It's me, the penguin. I've got some sort of umbrella trap, whatever it is the penguin does. I'm going to send in like a weird circus. Listen, they're just vibing. Everyone on that server was vibing. It's LG Rhythms. Uh, His idea to bring in LeBron to be like, I want to do something else and you're going to help me. Uh, so everyone else is like, I don't care. I'm I'm busy with my world. I'm I'm chill. I don't know. I, I guess that's how it. you behave when you're at a basketball game. Like you don't question yeah. what's happening. You just yeah, sit no, there the... and you eat a popcorn. Mel, I, I don't know if you could ever go to to like a WWE or or any kind of wrestling match for when like there are bad guys there and there's celebrities in the audience. They can't help. They can't help the heels. No, they can't, they the can't diff- fight against them. I know them. the difference between a heel and a real villain like Algie Rhythm. <laughs> he meant to you take hear that me, son Algie away Rhythm? from his family. A heel doesn't do that. Uh, some some heels, I don't know. I don't know the full history of WWE, but I think some of them are pretty bad guys. I don't know. That's a whole other podcast. Let's talk about Ghost Rider. The, uh, uh, the point of the discussion here today. Well, I'd need to do mine. <laughs> oh, oh! I, th- I thought you were gonna do yours at the end. Never mind. Keep talking. No, I was gonna. Uh, like we were talking before the show to make sure we both had a, a what's new Scooby Doo. I don't have one, but that's because you I said wanted you had plugs. So I thought you'd talk about them at the end where plugs go. No, I talk them. Talk to them about during the what's new Scooby Doo era. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to plug some stuff that I've been watching and some people that I've been enjoying their content because I've I've been. If if this episode isn't isn't a good clue on what happened, uh, I've been a little stressed lately, and I haven't been paying much attention to a lot of stuff. So this is just like a little plugs for things I've been enjoying in my in my downtime. Mm. Uh, I I want to plug this Instagram called. Uh, you can find them at uh, the Whack Pack Live. The Whack Pack is this uh, Instagram show where every day they do like a live event. Uh, Rip uh, is the is the host, and he will open a random pack of trading cards every day, okay. usually in the afternoon to evening, and sometimes we'll have a guest on, and it's always just a different uh, pack of cards. Sometimes there's repeating guests, but yeah, it's it's just kind of nice. You can hop on the live, and uh, if <laughs> he's done, he's set this up so you can uh, donate to charity while you're on the live. And if you donate to a certain amount, he has to eat the old dusty gum that comes, that he's collected from all these old uh, trading card packs. Wow. Uh, and it, it's it's just a, a sight to behold. And it's it's just a nice, fun, chill time. Uh, it does sound fun. And I also wanted to plug uh, another podcast uh, called Shared History, which is, they're on the Arcade Audio Network, which is the same as like dilettante ball rip is also like the like the head honcho of arcade audio um, okay but yeah shared history that's the only history podcast that i listen to it's uh Cass and natalie and they just kind of talk go back and talk each episode they cover a story each from our past about like underrated history like things you should have learned in history class that would have made the world better if we all heard these things uh about like old like i don't know how to phrase these heroes that that we should have heard the names of just i I don't know like a good a good reference point but for fun like women's history lgbtq history 
just a lot of interesting stuff. Go check out Shared History. Nice. Yeah, those are those are my what's new Scooby plugs. Okay. You you used a different lingo for it and I got confused about where it happened in our chronology. That's fine. I should have been more precise. Just like I should have paid more attention <laughs> when when you told us what episodes we were watching for today. Uh, yeah, we, okay. Mel, so go, my plan go, go was it's uh when you were hearing this, it is now October, the spooky month. So I yes. wanted to watch Ghost Rider an old PBS kids educational show about kids who have a, a friend who's a ghost who's like a floating ball of light that like helps them with reading comprehension skills or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like they, like they invent, like the, the ghost like picks words out of things. It picks up letters. It writes the messages. They solve little mysteries. That's what I, as far as I remembered, I think the show was, but what I remembered distinctly is an episode where they come across a little purple goblin guy called Gooey Gus, who is infamous. If you Google Gooey Gus, Google's next suggested word is Gooey Gus trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He's terrifying. So I thought, let's do Ghost Rider and let's do those. The Gooey Gus arc is like four episodes. So I sent you a playlist of Ghost Rider and I said, we're (laughs) watching Attack of the... Okay. You sent me you sent me a playlist on Discord. We always send them on Discord so I know where to find them when I'm when I'm ready to watch them. And you said <laughs> and I'm just reading this today. Uh, <laughs> you said, "Okay, here's the playlist." And I clicked the link. And uh, your your message says we're watching episodes 1 through 4. And then after it says uh, in the playlist those are episodes 71 to 74. I didn't read that second part and I just watched the first Four to five episodes. It's a five-parter, so I watched the fifth episode too. So <laughs> we are both here today, having seen the beginning and the end of this show, and not right. together. Right. I've only seen so the beginning. Go- You've only seen the end. Right. Ghost Rider is a show that had um, little mini arcs that would be like three, four, five episodes each. And like it's like um, like the gooey gas one is called Attack of the Slime Monster. So I told you we're going to watch Attack of the Slime Monster episodes one listen. through four, and you're like, great, episodes it. one through four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I only remember gooey gas. I didn't remember the rest of the show. So you you've watched episodes I don't remember, and I have yeah. watched episodes I think you probably don't remember. <laughs> no, that I've never seen. I've and never we, perceived. And we know zero things about the middle of the show. So this is a weird one, folks. Yeah, this is going to be a weird, weird, strange, spooky episode for October where we're not, where I'm not competent. We can't cross-reference each other's notes. (laughs) Yeah, I even texted you today uh, because I'm like, man, this is like watching live action is a lot more, there's a lot more notes to be taken uh, Mm. because they, because things happen a little bit quicker than in cartoons. Uh, And I'm like, are you taking comprehensive notes? Because I might have to like lean on you. If I can't take quick enough notes before the episode, uh, little did I know <laughs> <laughs> that we would be relying entirely on mine and yours separately. And this was already going to be a longer episode because we yeah. typically do when we're covering a TV show, we'll pick three episodes. I'm like, okay, this gooey Gus arc is four episodes. That'll be a little bit longer. So now all together, this episode will be talking about nine separate episodes of Ghost Rider. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, we just, we found this out 
you even sent me in the Discord message like, hey, I'm ready for slime. And I'm like, I don't know what that, that means, but I'll start the video call. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, what a weird thing for me to say to you out of context. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess he did get like kind of gooey in some of his like, in one of the episodes with his Ooh, words. Ghost Rider? Yeah. He's his like, words are gooey? They were for a scene, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't know how you want to do this. We just started the episode after finding this out. Okay. Um, uh, well, we'll, I, we'll work on it. We'll play jazz on it. Let's go ahead. You got to tell jazz. us the facts. We got to watch oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. opening. Uh, and then you should describe the opening of the show to me. Because I would like to know how the heck okay. these kids all got together and got together with this ghost orb. And then yes. I will tell you about their final confrontation against Gooey Gus. <laughs> Okay, so I will summarize. I don't want this to be a two and a half hour long episode, so I will mm. summarize as best I can the first four to five episodes. I didn't really take episode take notes on the fifth one, like I said. I That's thought fine. we were just doing those first four, so I didn't even bother. I just kind of okay. watched it. Okay, uh, let me pull up the facts real quick. Okay, the facts are these. Name of the show is Ghostwriter. One word. It was created by Liz Nielsen, or sorry, Liz Nealon. There were 74 total episodes, but like Mel said, these are combined into five and four parters. Uh, it ran from 1992 to 1995. Country of Origin was the USA, but it did do some airing in the BBC. Sorry, it did do some airing over in England too, I believe. The production company was Children's Television Workshop and BBC Television. Original channel was PBS and BBC Two. Popular voice actors, only really two to, to note, at least from the episodes live I watched. Live action actors. Li- yeah, these are live action. This is a live action show. Faces two. Most notable voice actor in the very first episode, you see him almost right away, is Samuel L. Jackson, who plays... Wow! Yeah, he plays the dad. <laughs> was he not in your episodes? No, I That's read. Great. So I, I looked up uh, articles about Gooey Gus because there are several articles about Gooey Gus, and I'll cite one of these later. But it mm-hmm. mentioned that Ghost Rider had an assortment of special guests that it got over the years, including Samuel oh. L. Jackson uh, and Dr. Dre and Salt and Peppa. Oh, that's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. In the in the first episode, it opens and Samuel L. Jackson plays one of the kids. Uh, Jabal plays his dad. Um, oh. Yeah, we don't see him very long, and I'll talk about that uh, when I'm explaining the first five episodes. Um, Thank you. Other most notable character is, uh, or actor, is Blaze uh, Burdall, who plays Lenny in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blaze Burdall, you might know from playing uh, Buster in We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Buster wow. was the little like blue bird at the beginning, with like the little, <gasps> little New York accent. Oh my gosh! Yeah. We, we may hear from Buster uh, as the year goes on. Uh, adaptations. Uh, they, they did try and reboot this show. They rebooted it mm-hmm. in uh, 2019. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it was revived in 2019 for Apple TV. Uh, it was nominated for a daytime, for, for eight uh, daytime Emmys. They're working on a spinoff called Ghost Rider Beyond the Page. There was a mm-hmm. series in... Uh, 1997 called the new ghost rider mysteries uh which mm-hmm. was its own kind of show it was canceled after one season but it had like i think its own kids and everything 
Yeah, it seemed entirely separate when I was reading about it a little bit. Yeah, and there was also a little radio series in BBC. Uh, oh. For like, for like elementary school kids. They were also voiced by new kids. I wonder how Ghost Rider himself as an orb translates to the audio medium, because he makes no noise. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's watch the intro and we'll, start, we'll talk about Ghost Rider. Now I want to confirm real quick. Do you remember this at all from when we no. were kids? Okay, no. well, I thought so. Kind of. The, the name didn't surprise me because it was probably <laughs> something that I skipped past while I was looking for like Kids WB or something. Okay. Okay. This will play underneath us. So this is more of a, a programming note for jams in the future. We're going uh, off of, instead of a video that is just the intro, I couldn't find the right intro. So we're going off of uh, Ghost Rider Ghost Story Episode 1, about two minutes and five seconds in. And we'll be playing it in three, two, one, play. Now this intro. Very 90s. Incredibly 90s. You couldn't do this nowadays. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what's stopping you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to talk about the order in which these characters are introduced in the opening credits. Oh, this is different. They changed the opening credits by the time I got to my episodes. These characters aren't in the same order. Okay. Okay, my the later season opening credits have like audio clips over that opening song that goes like, "Where'd he come from? We don't know. We think he's a ghost. He wants to be our friend." I so I was looking for the intro, and that's the one I found. So I guess they changed it midway through the season, which is not surprising. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was that's the intro we're gonna go with because it is the first intro. Yeah, let's talk about the first five episodes that I watched. Please um, describe them to me. Yeah, we start with Samuel L. Jackson and his son Jamal kind of going through their basement looking for this trunk for his sister. And they knock a book off of a shelf and the ghost comes out. That's how we <laughs> That's how it enters the ghost. The ghost is it's animated onto the live action screen, so it's yeah. like a little ball with like two little curvy lines above it. It's like a weird comma. It looks like, you know, they're like movement lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a bouncing ball or something, but they just stay on top yeah. of the ball like that. <laughs> Once the ghost is like released from this book, it kind of like bounces around the room and they don't notice it. And then it lands on the back of Jamal's shirt and it highlights the words and then it disappears. We get the intro, and then when we cut back, uh, okay, I'm going to try and get this through just as much as I can, but what we usually do is go very detailed on the first episode and, yeah. summar- and summarize the last few. Since we're doing this twice, I'm going to try and skip as many details as I can, but okay. there's a lot to see on, in this first episode. Okay, Jamal is kind of like dancing down the street at night, bringing back some groceries <laughs> to his house. Uh, <laughs> and Dancing and night? Yeah, he was kind of boogieing down the street. Okay. And he he sees these kids playing, like, flashlight fighting at this playground. 
and they're wearing these like spooky masks that are like they're kind of like weird like alien masks like okay not traditional aliens but like if they looked like monsters kind of alien masks uh-huh uh, and they're wearing them on both sides of their head they have a mask on the front and then on the back and they're <laughs> they're flashlight fighting they stop and they look at jamal and then they kind of like disappear uh this is all in like a very smoky spooky uh playground okay then, so like they like they don't run away they disappear mm, they look i think jamal looks away and looks back and they're gone okay all right that kind of disappear the the cinematographer disappear <laughs> okay they don't like slowly fade away yeah we go back inside jamal goes into his house and the <laughs> so we meet the rest of his family his sister's leaving for college so she's packing uh, his mom is talking to his sister. His grandma comes in. And we don't see Samuel L. Jackson again, but we hear him. Whenever they go to like yell at, yell like, Dad, you know, my sister's messing with me, uh, we just hear his voice from the other room. And they show the, the, the camera looks at a door, the closed door. So I don't <laughs> think, I think that first intro is all we get of Samuel L. Jackson because he's not in the other five episodes interesting yeah he just and he doesn't even speak for those other episodes he just has this little clip and this little adr and that's it he's Uh, like i'll go to one basement uh (laughs) i'm busy i have to go film jurassic park yeah i'm i'm a very busy man uh and jamal's sister leaves her computer to jamal and Mm. we go up and he's playing with the computer and he types this is an old computer with like a big like CRT like yeah uh, monitor and like a separate keyboard and <laughs> because this is 92 we just see a big blue screen and he just types in the middle of the screen hello computer my name is Jamal <laughs> ready for one dynamite dude wow yeah okay and then the ghost leaves his, the back of his shirt, kind of bounces around his room, mm. and then it lights up some of the words that are on his like bulletin board in front of him. And Jamal yeah. sees this, freaks out, backs up, and then the ghost kind of sucks into his computer, and it types out, help, 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 <laughs> where are the children? Are they all right? Oh my god! Yeah, which would make me leave my house immediately <laughs> if that happened to me. Jamal flips out, calls his sister into his room like, hey, you sold me a busted ghost computer. Take it back. (laughs) And she's like, I don't see any words on the screen. To which he's like, okay. And kind of goes to school, ignores it. Next day, bumps to a girl. Okay, I'm really going to have to go into details. We're a half hour Mm. into this. I don't know if we're going to be under two hours for this. There's so much to talk about. Halloween special. Halloween special. Get ready, folks. Yeah, so uh, Jamal like bumps into this girl Lenny uh, at school or on their way to school. Lenny is <laughs> writing song lyrics in one of her notebooks, and mm-hmm. they're like r- like rap lyrics or what have you. She like rehearses them out loud, and then it's like yeah, yeah, that word. And then uh, the ghost kind of jumps, like Jamal has like left after they bumped into each other. And the ghost jumps into her notebook, rearranges her letters, and says, Lenny fights for what's right. And, of course, Lenny freaks out and takes the <laughs> book to Jamal and says, hey, what the fuck? 
<laughs> what did you do? How'd you do this? And he's like, oh, you can see it too. And then it takes like the words on the school bulletin board and it says, careful after dark, my children. Ah! We cut uh, to two kids walking down the street, two uh, Hispanic kids, uh, Alex and Gabriella. Mm-hmm. And Gabriella like stops and like ties her shoes and one of those kids with the double-faced mask comes around and steals her backpack. And that's kind of all we see from that. We also cut to Jamal. This was before he was at school. He pick, he went back to the playground where those kids were playing and picked up a button, a green button that said Thabto on it, like T-H-A-B-T-O, mm. and it had like a little gremlin face on the back. And he also picked up a piece of paper that had like jumbled up words on them uh so eventually i'm trying to condense this as much as i can (laughs) we meet lenny's dad who lives above alex and gabriella's grocery store that their their family runs uh Uh, (laughs) when we cut to lenny's dad's house to their little apartment he's just playing in a band like he's got someone there (laughs) on like keys and recorder and like dr- like drums and for a second i'm like oh lenny lives with her five dads that are in a dad band <laughs> if only if no only. it's one dad it's one dad and then she goes over to jamal's house and they they figure out how to talk to uh this like ghost writer ball of light mm. and it goes into their computer and they have a little bit of back and forth with it where they're just like screaming at the computer like, how do we talk to you? And the, <laughs> like, do you want us to yell louder? And the, the ghost is just like, talk, answer me. Why don't you answer me? And then it cuts to episode two. And like, oh, we have to type it. We have to write to them. if they, if they We have to write to the ghost if it wants to write to us. Yeah, um, yeah. Ghost writer supposedly can only understand the written word. It can't hear the children. But there are some times where it really feels like he can hear the children. Yeah. Also, ghost ghost writer is a he, which yeah, I thought specific- was interesting. They specifically asked this because the ghost is like, oh, good. They're trying to they're trying to ask like very vague questions, like, okay, who are you? And the ghost is like, I don't know. Uh, who did like? Do you know where you are? I don't know. Okay. Are you a he or a she? I was a he. I was a person once. Uh, I don't okay. remember what happened to me. Uh, and it doesn't answer them about where, like, who are the children you were trying to protect? It doesn't answer them about that. Um, Do you want to know about this? I know about this, actually. I was going to Did- reveal this later in the show so we didn't know about this while we were talking about the character. Okay, all right. Well, it seems like we've both read the same piece of information that yes. uh, producer and writer Kermit Fraser revealed in a 2010 interview. Yeah, so- we'll talk <laughs> we'll talk about the identity of Ghost Rider towards the end of the episode. Okay. So yeah, they they so they talk to Ghost Rider, figure out that he's not a threat, and they're like, "Okay, we're going to be friends. Uh we'll we'll try and help you remember you want to try and help us figure out this Thabto thing." And eventually, they team up with Alex and Gabriella. Alex is like all about like solving mysteries, and Gabriella is all about like finding like knowledge to stuff. Like she loves trivia and stuff like that. And eventually, okay, I'm kind of skipping ahead. So, okay, 
they go to the junkyard where people have like taken they found all these like lost backpacks because apparently Thabto has been stealing a lot of backpacks. Thabto is this gang of like these double masked kids. No one knows how many there are or who they are, but they just keep stealing backpacks. And Gabby finds hers uh, at the junkyard. And the junkyard, when they go there, they just turn a quarter in the city street, and there they are in the junkyard. Like, it's just a long stretch of, of street that is covered in, like, metal and, like, weird metal sculptures and just a full motorcycle in the middle of the street yeah. that they don't talk about. And that's when uh, Alex is revealed to, like, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, like, takes Alex's name off his jacket and bounces around and ends up as, like, slimy graffiti on a wall that says, yeah. Alex, lover of mysteries. So Alex knows about Ghost Rider. He and Jamal and Lenny. I keep wanting to say Lonnie because we had a friend named Lonnie. Lenny, they all, like, team up. and like, okay, we're just three of us. We're going to figure out this Ghost Rider. We're going to figure out this Thabto mystery. Uh, and then we meet two more kids who are going to join the, join the gang. Uh, Gabby eventually joins the gang. Uh, and then we meet a girl who was interviewing Gabby uh, about the Thabto thievery, and her name is Tina Wynn, uh, and Alex has, like, a huge crush on her, and they tease him, like, a little too much about this. There's, like, a good 30 seconds where they're just laughing at him about it, which feels more mean than anything. I wonder what happened to that, because I didn't feel that angle at all in the episodes okay. I watched <laughs> Maybe it was just to try and like show more ties between these kids than Maybe. to introduce you to three to like all these kids. Um, Alex also didn't feel super into mysteries. They all felt the same amount into mysteries. Yeah, no, like at the beginning, Lenny shows like shows up at the grocery store and like, "Oh, you're reading mm-hmm. another mystery novel, eh?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm about halfway through. Pretty sure I already know who did it." And she's like, well, "Why don't you are Why don't you throw it away?" He's like, oh, "I just want to." Go to the end. Prove that I'm right. Throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> You're done with this. Uh, yeah, Alex is the one who's like helping them solve these codes. And he, so yeah, Alex shows them like if you would tie like a number to letters to all the letters, that's a code. If you reverse the letters or jumble them up, that's a code. But they can't solve the Thaco the the uh, Thapto code. Mm. They eventually find out where the buttons were made. And they go to a shop called Party Animals, which is their <laughs> logo is that little gremlin face. Not and an animal. Not an animal. Not of this earth. Uh, and we meet Colin Ferguson, who is, he's this kid who's like trying to, of course, be snooty and like a jerk. But he just does this by like letting his mouth hang open and like speak. What? Ver- like he's just like, oh, you're going to do that? Why would you do that? And he just has his mouth open the whole time. I don't know. It's it's just like a weird acting choice. You'll have to watch the episode. And he's got this parrot in the shop with him that also what? helps him run the shop maybe and just kind of says nice things about him because Colin says or Calvin says nice things about himself and his mom praises him a lot. Um, so there, that is the party animal is a helpful I, parrot. You can only hope at this point. Coming down to Helpful Parrots Party Central. <laughs> we make custom buttons. Yeah, they, they find out that uh, Ghost Rider kind of rearranges some letters and finds out that someone that ordered these buttons was named Dan, and they give him a phone number, and Jamal calls it, 
and says, uh, hi, this is uh, Calvin. And he tries to be snooty and like mean and like act like the kid. He's like, uh, I want to get you on our mailing list. What's your full name and address? And he doesn't give us like, I don't want to be on the mailing list. We don't hear any of this other side of the convo. He's like, he doesn't want to be on the mailing list. Uh, they're like, well, what does Thabto mean? We uh, we want to, in case you ever want to order more buttons. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Dan's like, we don't, we have as many buttons we need. There's four people on the team, and that's all we need. And then he hangs up. He's like, okay, okay, we know there's four people on this team. Okay, so they figure out how to decode the message. They get another note, which was in uh, Gabby's backpack when she got it back that uh, was in all the kids' backpacks uh, after they got them back. And they use that to kind of decode the other message. And eventually it says, uh, ha-ha, we got your backpack. We got away with it. Hey, hey. And the message that Jamal found said, ceremony taking place on the 12th, uh, and then it codes where the location is. And they eventually find out that the location is Naval Pier Corner or something like that. Mm. Uh, which is, I think this takes place in like Washington. So it's no. like, no. Okay. So at it, one point, uh, <laughs> it takes place Tina, in Brooklyn. Oh, that makes more sense. At one point, Tina has uh, a camera that says Washington public schools. So I'm like, okay, that could just be in Washington, but no. Okay. So they now have both coded messages figured out and they figure out who one of the Thabto people is. Because they uh, they were at school and Ghost Rider gave them a locker number. So mm. Alex stakes out the locker, follows this kid to the arcade. And I realize I'm kind of worrying more about the plot right now than all the weird, funny things that happen. I'll get to those <laughs> later. There's okay. There's going to be just a lot of plot right now. Fine. Uh, get to it. So Alex uh, follows this kid to the arcade where... Four kids are playing this four-player arcade machine called Mm -hmm. Double Defenders, where all the characters have two heads. And it's like a four-player, like, TMNT X-Men-style game. And they're like, okay, so he's one of them. We don't know who they are or what they're they're doing, but this must be Thabto. So they figure out when the ceremony is taking place, and uh, Jamal and Lenny kind of forge a coded message to put in that kid's locker to tell him, uh, ceremony's, ceremony's off. Uh, don't talk to us. We'll let <laughs> you know later, essentially. Oh. And so Alex buys his own double-sided mask and shows up to the ceremony to where these kids are just like being like, you know, they're just being kids. Like we have to have like a ceremony for everything uh, where they're just like, do the handshake. Do the ceremonial dance. Sign your name. And then Alex, of course, doesn't know who he's supposed to be. So he signs the wrong name. They're like, hey, that's my name. And they they chase him out of there. But Jamal got it all on recording. And what they do is they just pretty much corner these four kids at the arcade. And it turns out they had been stealing backpacks for money for an upcoming double defender tournament. And they needed oh. money to practice. Uh, so the kids uh, all kind of show up and they bring all the kids that had their backpacks stolen and they corner them and then they play the audio, 
which is pretty embarrassing if you're a kid and you're doing goofy stuff like that. Yeah. And then someone plays it for you in public. That's got to suck. And then the cops come and they take the kids away. And they're like, Whoa. we're going to we're gonna call your parents uh, and they'll figure out how to get money back to your kids. And everyone celebrates. And then uh, all the kids like celebrate. Like, okay, I guess this mystery's done. I'll see you later. And then Jamal calls everyone back uh, to his place later. And he gives them all little necklaces that have a pen on the end. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, we're a team now. We're going to be the ghostwriter team. Uh, and that's kind of it. <laughs> oh, and I did read a little bit about this. I think you do find out that Thabto uh, stands oh, for yes. two heads. Two heads are better than one. Yeah, that's part of the, the coded message that they mm. that ghostwriter kind of points out to them. Two masks on to represent the two-headed characters in that game. Yeah. Yeah, other things about these first few episodes, they say X-Men a lot. Like, Alex and Jamal meet at the arcade before everything, and they're just like, I just love playing the X-Men game. And, like, they name a couple other fake games, but they definitely say X-Men. And then later, so Ghost Rider has a way to, like, summon all the kids to one location by by sending them all messages that say Rally, and then the person's whose house they're meeting at first name oh. letter. So it's Rally oh. J if you're going to meet at Jamal's place. That makes sense. Yeah, and they talk Th- about that this. That phrase thing. comes up in these later episodes, and I was like, that's a weird verb to choose. Yeah, they they go and they talk about different verbs, but they settle on Rally. Um, but yeah, and they, they send that message to Lenny, who's reading just an, a full X-Men comic, and it rearranges the cover of the letters to say Rally J. That would happen in Goosebumps too. I I think Goosebumps would frequently cite like X Men as uh, just a pop culture thing kids were into. Like if a kid was going to the store, like, oh, mom, I gotta go get my comics. I love X Factor. It was always in the <laughs> X Men family of products. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to f- see if there's any more goofs in the first few episodes. At one point, Alex grabs a box of cereal at his family's grocery store. Uh, that is called uh, Jolly Jack's Pirate Munch. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's 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 funny. Uh, uh. <laughs> there's a there's a moment at the end where th- when uh, Jamal goes to buy these pen necklaces, he buys them at the party shop. Okay, and you co- you come in and Calvin's mom is there, and she's just raving about Calvin to this customer, like putting stuff in his bag. And the customer doesn't speak the whole time, but she's just like, oh, yeah, he's so good. By the time he was seven, he was reading at a college level and just raving about all these like little things about him. And then Jamal walks up and that customer immediately leaves. He's like, I didn't want to I didn't I didn't want to talk to you, lady. I just wanted to get my stuff and leave. Uh, yeah. Overall, that's that's kind of the intro. That's kind of them meeting Ghost Rider at the end. Uh, they they kind of come up with like. Okay, Ghost Rider, thank you for helping us. Here's things we've learned about you that we're going to put in this book of things that we know about you to kind of help figure out who you are. We know you like kids. Uh, we know you like want to be friends, and you, you like to write and read. These are things we know about you, and we're going to keep helping you solve your mystery. Mm-hmm. And that's the first five episodes. By the end of the series, we do not know more things about Ghost Rider, as far as I can tell. Okay. 
I'm yeah, how did you, now you start talking. <laughs> how did you find these first couple episodes? How did you like watching Ghost Rider for the first time? It was comfortable. I mean, it's it's just like putting on like a kids show and then in the yeah. background. Um, none of this, none of the acting in this is very good. You can kind of kind of tell these kids are just like worrying about remembering their lines instead of how to read them. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of like different energies being met while they'll just try and focus on what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. There was a moment in the school where where Lenny says something quiet quiet to Jamal, and Jamal's like, "Shush! <laughs> we can't let anyone hear us." Just like a lot of like little stuff like that, where I'm like, "Okay, oh good." Uh, so like, 1992 some... kids acting, and there's something nostalgic about that, which is in itself comforting. Yeah. So like in that way, it's like I don't know if I would like watch this. For serious, but I could definitely see me see myself putting this on in the background. Yeah, if there was more to learn about Ghost Rider, I would be interested in learning more because it is nice. It's nice if you're like a, like a DM and you're wanting to like make very basic puzzles. It's a good show for that. For that, oh, because uh, typically you just want to make the very most basic of puzzles to put in your games. So, Myst- like very kid based mystery stuff like that is good for that. Yeah, it's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. So the, yeah, that was the, the first five episodes of Ghost Rider. Now I'm going to talk about the final four episodes of Ghost Rider. This is a mini arc called, as I said, Attack of the Slime Monster. Our characters at this point are Linny. I'm going to read them in the order in which the opening credits introduces them, which is a okay. weird order. Linny, Alex, Grandma Jenkins, mm-hmm. Tina, Hector, who I guess is new, Gabby, Casey, Jamal. So Grandma Jenkins is Jamal and Casey's grandmother. Casey's like some little cousin Jamal has who joins later. Uh, But she's introduced far ahead of her grandchildren. (laughs) So you don't know whose grandma she is. It just says Grandma Jenkins. And then it took me a while to figure out that Alex and Gabby were brother and sister. Because Alex is introduced way before Gabby is. And when Gabby's introduced, she's right next to Hector. So I thought, oh, those are brother and sister. And I was wrong. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of weird how it's introduced. Also, Grandma Jenkins is in the first two episodes, maybe, and not in the remaining three. So... I don't know. Maybe she's a producer and she gets the she gets like more credit or what have you. Maybe she's I don't know. a respected New York stage actress. I'm not sure. She be. does she does a fine job. I did like Grandma Jenkins. Yeah, she's still final working. Episodes. She still does Good. like movies and stuff. Yeah, she should. Yeah. All right. So in these final episodes, in addition to the gooey goss plot there's this other plot where lenny jamal and alex are graduating from middle school and they're also having a middle school prom okay and lenny who is a musician is going to um the the, like jamal was in charge like on the prom planning committee and like they had a dj who was going to dj the prom but then they also had a live band who was going to play while the dj was on break which seems excessive. And then that the band backs the out. Right. How long of a break can the DJ be taking? Like you can't, you can't cue up a couple tracks. How long is this middle school prom? Are you there all <laughs> night? But like he gets Lenny to then do a song. Uh, he gets her to perform at the prom. 
and her and Tina's older brother, Tuan, um, who's also a musician, they work together on a song and then they like start having a crush on each other. It's just cute, nice background stuff. Wait, and who's it, having a crush on each other? It's uh, Lenny and then Tina's older brother, okay. who she brings over, who seems like he's like there's, a year or two older than them. There's so many kids happening. I got I got lost right. for a second. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Tuan appears at other times, but he's in these okay. final four episodes. And like him and Lenny are arguing at first before they have a crush on each other. And he, she, she's defending her musical talent. And she says, I got a song on MTV. And then he says, yeah, but only one. I'm building well, a whole musical career with my high school band. I'm like, how did she get a song on MTV? That's very impressive. That would be, I hope that's in the some of the middle of the show. Right? <laughs> So that storyline is going on. I'm not really going to focus on it, but that's the context among all of this. Okay. Uh, like the episode starts with uh, Jamal's like little cousin Casey is hanging out at Lenny's house. Maybe she's being babysat. I'm not sure. She seems she's several years younger than them, but they welcome her at like an equal friend and teammate. Good. She's hanging out at uh, Lenny's house, and Lenny's on the phone talking to Tina about planning this prom planning a, a graduation party and then Casey scares Lenny with a gooey Gus doll and Lenny's like what the heck is that thing and gooey Gus James you have to google him yeah. google gooey okay, Gus okay. right now I was going to ask you to describe him could you give me uh, a basic description for me and for the audience he's a little purple melty guy he's a, he's a doll he's like the size of a Chucky doll or something like that she's carrying him around in her arms and he's like a really gross, melty California raisin, almost like purple guy with like these bug eyes and like this little mouth. And he's wearing oh, like wow. a leather trench coat, right? Yeah. He's, he's, got, he's, he's got, terrifying. He's got a leather trench coat and like a red turtleneck, which is a good look for him. For him. Uh, he's weirdly stylish. Yeah. Mel, you, I don't know <laughs> if it's the word gooey, but when you said there was a gooey Gus, my brain said, oh, he must be purple. So, I think right? gooey is maybe just a '90s purple thing. Yeah, definitely look, definitely look him up. He's not like scary, scary, but he's upsetting to look at. I, like I said, this was all I remembered about Ghost Rider outside of the basic premise. This scared me so much when I was a kid. Like I remember, like watching the episode and like being so scared, I needed to like talk to mom about it. <laughs> And, when I, and I looked at the air dates. I'm like, yeah, this would have aired when I was like four and a half years old. Like if I watched this when it was live and I remember watching it and it's dark. I remember being night. Like maybe this came on at like 5 p.m. in the winter. Right. I looked it up. I think these these episodes came out in like January or February. So if, it, if it's like an afternoon PBS show, it would have been dark by then. I just the fact that I am looking at this growth purple guy. It's dark outside. I'm like, I I, I gotta go talk to my mom. <laughs> I, I, I gotta ask her if the purple guy's real and if he, he can get me. And like I a couple years ago, like in college or something, I was like, what was that Ghost Rider monster that freaked me out when I was a kid? And I think I googled like Ghost Rider and then like Google auto completed Gooey Gus. You want Gooey <laughs> Gus, right? And I looked him up. 
and he was worse than I remembered. Like as the years went on, my brain was like, we have to censor Gooey Gus. We have to turn him down. So like in my brain, he looked way sillier. And then when I Googled him for real, he's, he was so alarming. I, I was like an adult woman. I'm like, I am scared by the purple man again. <laughs> I need to go talk back. to mom. <laughs> I'm 22 years old. I have to call my mother. <laughs> anyway, so Casey has this little gooey Gus doll and like the doll oozes purple goo out of its mouth and she's like it's grape bubble gum here like like scoop some up with your fingers put it in your mouth it's grape bubble gum and i wrote ooze cannot be gum it <laughs> can't chemically be true but they're treating it like it is is there any okay so there's the middle of suckers have like gum in them there's there's lots of things that turn into gum um, yeah but not a goo. Not a not a liquid? Not a viscous liquid? Yeah, and the goo is like, I don't know, um Trix yogurt consistency. Yeah, looking at it, it's Yeah, it it it's definitely not gum. These poor kids had to put this not gum in their mouths. It must have been, like I said, it's probably Trix yogurt or something like that. Yeah. Also, the doll talks. You have right. to like look up a clip of this doll. We have to put audio of this at the end of the episode or something. The doll says, I'm burning mad. I'm steaming mad. Are you <laughs> laughing at me? Okay. Send me the send me the timestamp and I'll I'll put that in. And so Casey tells uh Lenny about the doll. She's like, yeah, it's Gooey Gus. You know, he's like a, a gum mascot or something. And she tells him her the story that supposedly a man fell asleep while working at the bubblegum factory. And when he was asleep at the wheel, like the vat of bubblegum got too hot and too much sugar mixed in. And the vat exploded Boston molasses flood style. It exploded, and then this man was covered with like hot gum, and then he became Gooey Gus. And that's their mascot? It seems like that's what it is, because also there's a contest where like you write a story about Gooey Gus and you win something. So Casey's like, I want to write a story. I so just, she, I'm sorry, I just can't imagine a a company spinning a tragic story like that. Like, can you imagine, like, if, like, the Coca-Cola company, someone, like, got permanently disfigured from hot Coca-Cola, and then they like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, we'll take your likeness, put it on a doll, and sell it to kids. Uh, like, there's it's, no it's way fine. that this happened, but he, this sounds like a, a ghost story, right? This sounds like Gerald Still, talking about the Phantom Train Conductor. That's not, and that's like, not good for your company if you tell right. a story about how this went wrong, and then you're like, but but now it's he's a, he's a character. He's, he's, he's goofy. Yeah, for, for this to be a character you invent to... I don't know if he's a mascot for gum or if he's just like a creepy doll who also has a gum-related backstory and ability. I don't a know. A tragic gum backstory. <laughs> Kids, get this extremely creepy doll in a trench coat that oozes gum out of its mouth. <laughs> well, Please. I'll be honest. Any doll that oozes something out of its mouth, I'm already kind of interested. 
Right. You know, it's that creepy crawlies market. Yeah. Ghost Rider is there, and Ghost Rider um, alerts the kids to this warning text that's on the back of the gooey gust doll over like the battery pack that says warning do not overheat well, well yet don't <laughs> tell tell that's a gooey gust that's what happened to him <laughs> right so remember this for later so casey's trying to write the story uh the contest is you have to write the scariest story you can without using blood or guns and she <laughs> don't starts you, don't with... write in blood <laughs> don't write with a gun <laughs> And she starts reading Lenny her story. And these four episodes are a combination of like this graduation and prom storyline I told you about. The mm-hmm. kids all in a group together writing the story about Gooey Gus. And then we're within that fictional story. We're fictionalized versions of these same kids are dealing with a fictionalized version of the Gooey Gus doll. Okay. And whenever it transfers into the fictional world... There's like purple goo uh, on the screen, like a like a transition. <laughs> it not even not a transition. It just cuts, and then like little bits of goo just start oozing in from like the edges of the screen, and like it'll blob Ugh. up there, and like there's like like there's a lava lamp border around the edge of the screen, and that's how you tell what you're seeing isn't real. Okay. <laughs> Which I think added to my unease as a child. No, yeah, surely. <laughs> I need, you need to watch these jams, having not remembered what they were, and tell me if you also think they're terrifying. Because, like, I, I, I'm a 30-year-old adult woman. I drive a sedan. But, but I'm watching these, and I still get those, like, chills. This is yeah. still unnerving to me. Mel, I gotta, I gotta I, tell you, the other day I was hanging out with my roommates because they were all watching a show. And I'm like, I want to hang out and watch something. And they want, they were watching uh, The Haunting of the Hill House, which is a a scary Netflix show that I don't normally watch because I don't like scary stuff. And I watched, got through two episodes of this, and I was like, this was a mistake. I'll never do this again. I'm not ah! going to finish the show with them because now my night is ruined and I have to sleep with the lights on. So See, I'm, I... I don't know if I'm going to do this for you. I did like scary stuff as a kid. Like, I was kind of on the edge about it. Like, X-Files, when the X-Files theme would come on, I'd get spooked, but I kind of liked it. I was often, I liked to be scared by things at, like, a yeah. mild child level. There's but I think line. this one hit me when I was just way too young. I'm like, yeah. I can't handle this. Mom has to turn PBS off. <laughs> PBS, you've gone too far. <laughs> I googled this and I did find an article called like the scariest thing ever to happen to viewers like you. (laughs) Okay. So in the story that Casey's writing, it's about herself just like seemingly living her life where I think her and Jamal live with their grandma. It seems Mm. like they live there and they're cousins. So there's at least four parents who are not accounted for. I yes. really don't know what the situation is. I hope everyone's okay. They seem to live with their grandma. And like fictional Casey has a gooey Gus doll. And um, the, 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 the fictional Casey, she's got a gooey Gus doll. And she acts like how real Casey acts, which I guess is she's like a little mischievous prankster. Like, she let, or, the, or no, I've got it. I, I'm sorry, I'm going around in circles here. It's okay. So 
fictional Casey, Casey's writing a story with her attitude. Like, it seems like she's a character who's, like, real mischievous. She likes playing pranks. So in her story, like, the fictional version of her gets pranked by Jamal, where, like, he gives her a gift box, and she opens it up, and it's full of snakes. And then she gets mad at Jamal for pranking her. I don't want these snakes. (laughs) I already have these. And she, in the story, she's got a gooey Gus doll, and like Jamal makes the doll spit goo at Grandma, and Grandma's mad at Casey, and now Casey's mad at Jamal for making Gus uh, spit goo on Grandma. Kids, don't goo your grandmas. <laughs> and then she starts pranking Jamal back, like acting like, no, I don't know how gooey Gus is talking. I took the batteries out. He doesn't have any power. How can he talk? And she's talking, and then writer Casey's talking to Lenny like, I think I have a good start. I think it's more funny than scary. I need help making it scary. And so she's reading what she's written. She's like, later that day, Casey came downstairs. And Lenny's like, no, it's not scary enough. (laughs) (laughs) And Ghost Rider pops up like, kids, you know what you could do to make it scarier? Later that night, Casey came downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) These episodes are, I I liked the premise of these episodes because I remembered the show being about like, puzzle solving and reading skills and like codes and things like that and i'd like that this was a series of episodes about constructing a fictional story where the kids are learning about things like setting atmosphere setting suspense there's a whole scene where gabby like explains what the concept of suspense is and Mm -hmm. cites like the telltale heart and jaws as examples I like that you're watching these kids like workshop their way through trying to figure out how to tell a scary story. That's great. That's that's we spend, that's what PBS should be doing. Yeah, yeah. We spend so much time, sometimes almost a frustrating amount of time with these kids being like, <laughs> this should happen next. No, that doesn't make sense. This should happen next. And they all have like four dumb ideas and then Ghost Rider pops up with an idea that's also kind of dumb, but they're like, Ghost Rider, you fixed it. <laughs> that's kind of how it was in the first five episodes where they're just like how do we solve this code we put this letter here and that letter here that doesn't make sense it's just a lot of back and forth to fill time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so in the story uh casey thinks that like the gus doll is haunted but actually like it's jamal continuing to prank her but then maybe gus really is alive and is evil there's a shot of their house where now all the family photos are gus (laughs) (laughs) which is always good and then like in the story alex comes over and then I, i didn't write it down which one of the kids said this but writing the story one of the kids is like how about we send alex and jamal down a dark alley characters in these stories are always making stupid choices <laughs> it's like they're walking down an alley or something and then suddenly they see the gus doll like standing there next to a trash can in the alley and it's now, now, really alarming to suddenly see this doll like standing on its own two feet okay so it's it's just still doll size yeah it's still doll size okay uh they go to alex and gabby's uh family bodega and casey is there um Casey is there and they're like, yeah, there was really funny that you left Gus in that alley to scare us. And she's like, I didn't do that. Like I lost track of Gus last night. I think I misplaced him. Like, I don't have Gus. I couldn't have pranked you. That wasn't me. 
And then Gabby's like, do you guys smell something burning? And they go downstairs and in their bodega, their dad is selling, like he's got a big stew pot of like arrows con polo. And he's like, 250 a bowl, just scoop yourself some. Which I don't, I don't know if that's something you can do as a, <laughs> as a bodega, just sell like out of your, your family kitchen <laughs> stock pot. Yeah. Just like, I made something, just get a bowl, just scoop it yourself. You can eat it. <laughs> But, like, they open up the stock pot and, like, Gus is in there all gross and melty and his eyes are glowing. Is this... No, this is in the story? This is all in the story. Okay. Everything I'm telling you is in the story except for when I talk about the kids writing the story. Because, like, it's just... We have to get ready for graduation. Oh, no, the band can't play. We have to have a Casey Ryder story. Let's all bicker about what the story is going to do. Most of what I'm telling you is in the story, okay? Okay. I, I wish you had watched these. I, w- I wish I we would... could get through, get through these easier. Because I feel Sorry. like there's so much I have to explain because it goes so many levels deep. I understand. Well, next time I will actually pay attention to what episodes we're watching. <laughs> it's okay. Uh the characters in the story blame fictional Alex, and then real Alex is like, I don't like that you're placing this blame on fictional me. Can I write the story now? So like, it's all these characters like cycling through and like sitting at the computer. And in the story, the kids figure out, oh, the hotter Gus gets, the stronger he gets. Like, that's why there's a label <laughs> on his back that says, warning, Oh my God, he's overheat. hot. Exactly. Temperature-wise, the hotter he gets, he gets stronger in a vague way. So it's, and he can just sort of seemingly sneak around. There's no logic to Gus. There's zero logic, except yeah. for that hot bad. <laughs> was, it, was it Squidward's lines like, oh, no, he's hot? Yes, yes. Great. Turn that into a monster Great. movie. Moment in history. Yeah. Uh, so Alex sits down at the computer to write and he types, Meanwhile, everyone continued to blame Alex, but he was, is, and always will be cool. It's <laughs> like Alex has an agenda when he sits down at the keyboard. He's like, I'm going to make fictional me awesome. He's yeah. going to be radical, cool 90s guy. In the story, the characters like uh, the kids fish gooey Gus out of the pot they still think like oh like they're not totally keyed into he's a living monster they just think Alex pranked them and is lying about it and then Alex's Mm -hmm. dad is there and he's like I want you to get Casey a new juicy Joe and they're like dad it's gooey (laughs) Gus and he's like Gussie goo (laughs) (laughs) grosser yeah Uh, and then they turn around and goo and, uh, and Gus is gone and there's goo puddles on the floor and there's a cool shot where, like, the kids are walking down the street. It's, like, Gabby and Casey and maybe Alex. And, like, they're looking for Gus. And we get a shot from Gus's point of view, like, two uh-huh. feet off the ground following them. Yeah. Very creepy. And so the kids, like, it's Gabby and Casey who are looking for Gus. And meanwhile, Alex is like, lost interest. And he's, like, playing basketball in a park. And so he keeps cutting back and forth to Gabby getting covered in slime while Alex just, like, dunks baskets. <laughs> and then he's like, wait, I think I hear my sister screaming. And yeah. Gus is, like, stuck Gabby's feet together with slime. And then somehow he's put her in a wagon. This all happens during a cutaway. We just find her covered with slime he she's in a wagon and gus with his little puppet feet is like pulling her away and next we see her she's in a paddle boat like in a a pond in the park (laughs) wow 
At this point in real life, so we've got uh, Lenny, Casey, uh, Alex, Gabby, Tina and Jamal are now also here. We're collecting like all of the characters gathered yeah. around this computer trying to figure out what to do within the story that is increasingly... It's scary, yes, but I'm like, this is not a well-thought-out story, kids. Like, this isn't going to win whatever that contest prize is. I don't know. This is pretty good for a kid. <laughs> like, they just keep throwing more and more people in there. We're going to get to a point soon where Ghost Rider is in the story. They're like, yeah, just put Ghost Rider in. Like, that's all kids, all neighborhood children have a Ghost Rider in their group. That, that won't give us away at all. <laughs> Everybody understands, like, they don't explain it. They're like, yeah, and then Ghost Rider's there. Now, if this was, like, Ghost Rider, and then he Ghost came Rider. up. Right. And he, and he, and he killed no, the bad guy. No, but you guy. can't get him near Gus, because he'll get him hot. <laughs> He's too hot. You, you have to send Bobby Drake. <laughs> and then an Bobby Drake. Yes. Also, okay, so in real life at this point, this is when Jamal is, like, Lenny, I need you to play at the school dance. And Tina's like, oh, my brother's in a band. He can come over and work with you. Maybe you guys can perform together. So all the kids split off, and they're going to go to Jamal's house to work on that computer that is introduced in episode one. Yes. (laughs) Computer's still here. And meanwhile, it's like uh, Lenny and Tuan and Tina at their house with this, like, school dance storyline. Right. And within the story... Uh, so Gabby is gooed up. I don't know where Casey went. <laughs> Gabby's gooed up. Gus has her in like a little paddle boat. And Alex is on the shore <laughs> of the pond. And he's like, how do I get over there? And the kids spend forever trying to figure out like how in the story should he get over there? Because Alex is like, oh, I'll ride in a bridge. And the other kids are like, no, there can't be a bridge that you just cross to get to the other side. That's too easy. And they're like, what if you swim? No, that water's probably polluted because we're basing this off of a real pond in a real park and we know that real park has problems. So we can't fictionalize this. Like, if we know it's polluted (laughs) in real life, it's polluted in fiction. What if you swing on a vine? What if you build a raft? What if you pump all the water out of the lake? And then this is when Ghost Rider's like, put me in the story and I'll do it. And they're like, you got it, Ghost Rider. (laughs) This is like a real D&D party trying to solve the problem, <laughs> but arguing each other down from actually solving the problem. Right. And so what Ghost Rider does is because he has the ability to read in the story, he like reads the name on a small, like on another little paddle boat that's nearby, but it's been obscured by like overgrown plants. And because he can like sense there's a word to read, he goes and he seeks it out. And so he leads Alex to like uncover this paddle boat. Which is not better. <laughs> no. Gabby, she's covered in... Sl- and next we cut, and so, like, Gus is taking Gabby into, like, a cave or something. They're in the park. A is, cave or a tunnel cave. or something. Is, you know, his Gus, Gus cave where he lives, yeah. where he does Gus things. Yeah. Uh, he has written with slime on the wall. Slime, anyone? <laughs> is that a verb? Or an offering <laughs> of, of a treat? Slime, comma, anyone, question mark, in, like, very neat sans serif font. <laughs> and it's written way high up there, so I don't know how he got the slime up there, because at this point, he's only two feet tall. And, like, Gabby's covered in slime now, completely covered in slime, and she's, like, trying to, like, chew her way out of it. It's, 
it is a frightening image. And she says once, or like the kid writing the story at that time says, once the bubble gum touches your skin, it keeps growing until it covers your whole body. And once it hardens, it never comes off. And I like had like secondhand horror from like remembering hearing that as a child. Mel, how does this rank on your top 10 fears? Top 10 fears? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's probably up high on my like fictional fears list. Is the is it in the top ten? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And this is something that like I remembered scared me, but like I never get scared that badly. I I didn't need to keep extra lights on. I'm just watching this thing. Hot dang, is this very well executed child horror, like a young adult level spook stories. Yeah. Like this is way scarier than anything I've seen in like goosebumps it's up there with like oh i think the only other like, i think scary this is stories above, to tell in the dark the, yeah this is above stay out of the basement and maybe maybe it's above like the the, the tale of the wet ghost or whatever that uh <laughs> what? are you afraid <laughs> the tale of the soaked ghost you know that, that are you afraid of the dark story where there's like a, a skeleton in a pool <laughs> who, left, who left this skeleton in this pool you know what it is when i it's when like, i die i want my skeleton to be put in the pool it's like the episode of are you afraid of the dark that everyone remembers it's either the one about zebo the clown or the one about like <laughs> wet ghost <laughs> And this is scarier than Wet Ghost. I, th- I thought this you. might be scarier than Wet Ghost. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like I'm actively terrified now as an adult. It's okay. just like all secondhand chills. Like, it's like deep, like memory chills, you know? Yeah. It's like child me shivering, just like using adult me's body through which to shiver. Spooky. Spooky. Too spooky. Yeah. It, it, this earns that, too. It earns it hard. So the kids are now uh, all writing in Jamal's room. That's where they moved. Like I said, they're moving to work on that computer that I guess his college sister left him. It's f- I'm sure they're doing this for the framing of the actual camera shot. But it's so funny that there's one computer chair. And so whoever is typing gets to sit at the chair and write the story. And then everyone else just has to stand around them. Like, Jamal's like, absolutely, guys. I'd love to have you over. Come on over. There's one chair. <laughs> he has a bed, too, but you you all have to sit at the bed. Yeah. What episode are you on? Uh, I'm on episode three. Okay. We're getting closer, because a lot of the fourth episode is, like, graduation stuff. Okay. Uh, Jamal, uh, Jamal's idea is that, okay... To get all of this weird gum off of fictional Gabby, we should dip her in paint thinner. And then he stops and he like saves the file and turns off the computer. And they're like, Jamal, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't actually know how to get rid of gum. So I'm going to research it and then I'm going to come back and finish the story. Because it seems like Jamal is like a real scientifically minded kid. Yeah, he's a problem solver. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he goes and he gets his grandma's book of, like, household tips. uh, Mm -hmm. And he's looking up, like, gum. What do you do if you get gum in something, like, in real life? And then I can extrapolate that and put it into the story. 
And he reads in the book that, like, oh, you need to freeze gum, and then, like, it gets brittle, and it will just crack apart, and that's how you get it out of Lisa's hair in that one episode of Simpsons or whatever. Yeah. And you see on this page when he opens up the the book, because he's in, like, B for bubble gum, like, several (laughs) listings above that in this, like, little fake advice book that they made up for the show is something that says, brownies, what to do if overbaked? Overbaked yeah. brownies make excellent charcoal briquettes, which is not true. <laughs> no. And I was upset at the show for putting in something that false in a show that is otherwise very much about the scientific method and like reading comprehension skills. Yeah, that's a very good dad joke, but not a very good dad lesson. Like this is PBS. Like I, I trust you for like real information. Like if one of the kids said that as a joke, if like Hector said that as a joke, good, funny, but like. Don't trick me into thinking that this is written down in a like an almanac of real household advice because it's not true. I'm gonna ruin my my dad's barbecue grill when I put brownies in there. Mm-hmm. So Jamal, uh, so they talked about how Alex, when he wrote himself in the story, he's like, "I want to be cool. I'm cool guy." Alex. Jamal is like, "I'm Jamal the peaceful warrior," and he's like, "Doing like fictional him is like doing karate around his living room," and. Uh, so then fictional Alex brings Gabby covered in goo in like a wagon over to fictional Jamal's house. And uh, so since real Jamal looked up what to do about gum, he's like fictional him is like, we got to freeze her. So they get all of these ice bags out of nowhere. So like, it's like a purple Gabby pile and they pile all these ice bags around her. Uh, and Jamal's like, now we can break the gum with a hammer. Oh no, it's too hard to break with a hammer now. I know what I'll do. And he does like a karate chop and then it just all shatters. That's great. Gabby is safe. And she's like, oh my God, Jamal, thank you so much. And Alex like, I did most of this. Aren't you going to thank me? And she says, Alex, thank you for getting Jamal. (laughs) That's a good, uh, good jive. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Hector, who's a character who was not in these open in like the first episodes you watched, I couldn't really get a handle on his personality, except for that he just generally seemed nice. Yeah. Uh, but he does talk about how he can't type very well. And like mm. when it's her, his turn to write the story, he's like, hey, I'm going to think about this overnight. And like he handwrites it. And the next day he comes back and he's like, I'm going to read what I wrote and then and dictate it. And then Jamal's going to type it out. That was a nice touch because, like, this came out in like 1990, like early 95. There were probably so many kids out there who were like, I don't understand typing yet. Yeah. Another classes. Right. Yeah. I thought there was a very relatable skill and like something I've not encountered in a narrative in like 20 years where you've a character who's like, I'm not good at typing. Yeah. (laughs) Another neat thing that these episodes do is that the kids will make typos. Which, again, is a new concept. You're not really making typos when you're handwriting something. I mean, you can typewrite and make typos. Yeah, yeah, okay, a typewriter, true. But it's, like, associated with the computer age. Yes. Like, there's a, a scene where the kids are... So it's Gabby and Alex and Jamal, and they're all in Jamal's living room, and they're like, oh, thank goodness, we got Gabby out of that bubble gum. But then, like... um. 
the Gus comes back. They're like, oh no, Gus is here. We have to escape. And they turn around and like Gus is waiting for them at every exit. Gus is at the door. Gus is at the back door. Gus is at the window. And then they look around at the other window and they see like a lime with googly eyes on it. And then it cuts to the kids like in Jamal's real room writing this. And they're like, Jamal, you type too fast. You wrote lime monster instead of slime monster. <laughs> and like later there's a bit where like Gus just gets very, very thin. Like he just did like they digitally like squash his image and then it cuts back and Tina or whoever is like, oh no, I wrote slim monster instead of slime monster. I'll fix it. I might I might watch these. These are good jokes. Right. Yeah, I, I like that aspect of it. I like that you see this typo take life and you have no idea what it is until it cuts back to the kids and reveals that was a typo. Like that was a joke. Yeah. You're like, I don't I don't know what the po- uh, this is Gus's new power that he can get very thin. <laughs> he can go through doors. So uh, in the fictional world, all the kids are together and they figure out that Gus is strongest when he's hot. So we have to patrol the neighborhood looking for hot places like pizzerias because they have ovens. And then one of the other kids is like, really, we should look for any restaurant that has an oven. And then Hector says, we need to look for bathtubs, bathtubs filled with hot water because Gus might be there. (laughs) (laughs) like like they have a sense that like they imagine gus knows where a bathtub filled with hot water is and like this is something the kids can watch for like they're just going to knock up and down on these apartment buildings like excuse me is there water in your bathtub right now excuse me is it hot are there hot singles in my area you might be in trouble for doing gus (laughs) he can sense hot singles in your area uh, Casey's back. Uh, she's patrolling the streets and like, so the bubble um, can't touch you or it will subsume all of you. So she's wearing yeah. like a big face shield and like oven mitts and stuff. She's walking around carrying like a butterfly net to catch Gus. And we see Gus poke his head out of the sewers like Pennywise. Ugh. Showing that the, these episodes have a real horror pedigree behind them. They did their research among many other famous entertainment monsters before creating Gooey Gus. Uh, he sprays goo on Casey, but she doesn't get it on her, get, get caught on her face shield. She goes back to her house and grandma screens because Gus is in her oven. And then we cut to the real world and actual grandma Jenkins has come into the room and she sees all the kids typing on Jamal's computer. She's like, you guys are writing a story. Can I see it? And somebody hands her like a printout of the story. And the second it is in her hands, she says, can I keep it? and then we keep seeing her come back like have you guys written more of that story i was really intrigued it scared me i had to sleep with the lights on i'm grandma jenkins oh she's like me (laughs) this is the character you can relate to yeah in the story, Ghost Rider uh, leads the kids to Tina's roof where Gus is. Gus is just constantly somewhere. Like I mentioned earlier, like it looked like he trapped some of the kids in Jamal's house. He's He then escapes or something. Like he teases the kids, but they never, like sometimes he goos them and sometimes he just leaves. But they find him on Tina's roof and it is uh, Gabby and Casey there. And their plan is, we've got a bucket of ice cold water. We're going to throw it on Gus. This will freeze him. This will destroy him. But they throw it on him. 
and it it, <laughs> it the water is too hot. Like I guess they made the bucket of water and then they left it there for a while. And they're like, <laughs> okay, now it's time to go get Gus. So the water's too hot, and they pour hot water on him, and that makes him stronger. And his face starts like digitally pulsing. Like they just took some Photoshop filter and like you know bubbled out his face and stuff. And it is yeah. eerie looking. And now suddenly he's six foot man sized. He's no longer <laughs> doll sized. A full man Gus. Right. So it's a man in like some like rubber Gus mask running around. I love it. You love to see it. And in that cool red turtleneck and uh, leather jacket look. Yeah. Very stylish. No wonder he's looking for hot singles in your area. <laughs> I hope the next con we get to go to, we see somebody cosplaying as gooey Gus. That'd be a good point. Real deep cut. So throughout these uh, real world segments where the kids are writing the story, sometimes you will see the Gus doll around. Like it's just in Jamal's room and he's like, weird, I don't remember Casey putting the gooey Gus doll in my room. And like when we're back at Lenny's house, when she's doing her whole me and Tuan have to make a song for the prom, you'll like see Gus over at her house. So in the real world, you're getting the sense that like fiction and reality are mixing. And maybe the real Gus doll is also sinister. Right. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind that this keeps happening. Okay. Within the fictional narrative, Big Gus chases all the kids into the bodega. And I mentioned earlier that this is a talking doll, right? And one of his little catchphrases is, you laughing at me? So they're all screaming, (laughs) but he says that. And then uh, (laughs) it's Tina is like, we should clarify to Gus that we are not laughing at him. Maybe if we're nice, he will stop attacking us which is great i'm on team tina yeah and it like kind of works in the story she's writing and they're like tina that ending's too nice like we need like a real stunning action set piece for the end of the story so uh let us take back over you're done tina (laughs) is this where they hug him i saw when i was looking at a a screenshot where they hug him Mm -hmm. i think that does happen they're like, oh, no, <laughs> no, Gus, we don't want to laugh at you. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I think everybody's always laughing at me because I'm ugly. It's hard to be purple. People call me names like Mr. Eggplant and Grape Boy. <laughs> Grip Boy. <laughs> so what happens after they after Tina is is pulled away from the story? They want, like you said, they want a more action-packed ending to this. And Ghost Rider says, you should, uh, you try to melt him. Ghost Rider's like, you have to make him cold again. Like, you're there in the bodega. There's a freezer full of frozen food. you got to make him cold, and that'll destroy him. So the kids will go and pull this frozen food out of the freezer. So what I'm thinking is, they're going to shove Gus into that freezer. Yeah. No, instead, they just throw frozen food at him. Mm, okay. <laughs> I guess so kids wouldn't imitate putting each other in a bodega freezer, which is a good idea. Instead, yeah. there's like throwing like popsicles at him, and it works. He's He gets too cold, and that does make him weak. But then again, he just like gets away. Like he's always ambiguously getting to somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because the kids are like, something else should happen. It can't end yet. Something else should happen. Uh, Gus gets away. We need more complications to write a tense story. I'm like, it's not really tense anymore. It just sort of keeps going. Yeah. 
So Gus escapes from the bodega somehow, and we see Jamal back at his room, and he's got like a chemistry kit, and he's trying to analyze like a sample of like frozen gum that he picked off of Gabby earlier. And he's like, what is gum actually like made out of? And so he gets up, he gets like a, a science book or whatever, and he's trying to look it up. And meanwhile, Big Gus is going to attack Lenny at her apartment. And so Ghost Rider goes over to Jamal to tell him this. And Ghost Rider spells out, help, awful slime everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jamal's like, I know the answer somewhere in this book for what I can do to stop gum. And he says, he writes down, GW, help me read. So the ghostwriter can read that and then read the book and then show Jamal where it says, like, the gum is made out of several ingredients, including a softener, such as a vegetable oil that softens up the gum. And Jamal's like, I know. Well, I got it. We'll pour vegetable oil on Gooey Gus and it will make him so soft that he falls apart like gum does. Because mm-hmm. they just couldn't. They tried several times and never made him cold enough, I guess. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we got to change lanes entirely. The cold was not working. So they go to uh, Lenny's apartment. Lenny has been slimed and like covered in purple goo. And she's like stuck to the wall. Like she's cocooned in. And you can see like the film of the slime, like outlining her features. You can see her like open mouth screaming behind the slime. And then like all the other kids are there. And like Gus slimes all of them into like a big writhing pile. I keep telling you, like, (laughs) there are true horror elements in this four-part children's series about a ghost who can read. I believe you. Yeah, uh, so the uh, Gus has gotten everybody but Tina. Tina steps out, and she's like, I hid from Gus. He didn't get me. Jamal, now that you're here, what can I do? And he's like, I'm going to distract him. Pour all this vegetable oil on his head. And they do that. Uh, there's like another misdirect where it's like, where did Gus go? Gus is under the sink. Oh no. Like he keeps disappearing and like jumping out of somewhere again. It keeps happening. Uh, but then Tina pours oil on him and he melts. Uh, and that is the the end of the story. The story that I do forever. I do not think we'll win a prize. (laughs) (laughs) It's scary, but it is also messy. Uh, we never, the story does not reach far enough to tell us, did Casey enter the story? Did Casey win? Because it ends uh, the next day where, uh, since then, in the background, like, they were so busy writing the story that Grandma Jenkins comes in and she's like, aren't you kids supposed to be getting ready for prom? And they're like, oh, right, prom. We were writing about the slime monster. And we're like at Lenny's apartment and we see her like talking to her dad and later we see her come back and like she's all dressed up like her and Tuan like they were prom dates in addition to being performance partners and she comes back and she's like I had a great time. So like we've seen like all this stuff has happened off screen. They just keep alluding to right prom graduation etc. And <clears throat> the final scene. They're all partying on Tina's roof. These are the real kids, right? Mm-hmm. We're done with fiction. The, the, they're partying on Tina's roof, and then Tina says, hey, I think these uh, the, the barbecue's done. Guys have been making these ribs. It's done. And so then she opens the lid of the barbecue pit, and then they find the Gus doll there, and it shoots slime at all of them, and they all scream and yell. And then it cuts again to all of the kids behind Jamal's computer, and they turn around and they go, gotcha. And that is the end of Ghost Rider, the series. 
That's that. That's that was their series finale. That's their series finale. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a good nice little story. I I will probably watch that one when we're not recording. I'll probably put that on. Um, I also want to mention that Linny yeah. has great like exaggerated '90s clothes. People are always talking about Clarissa Darling, Claudia Kishi. Linny, whatever her last name is, like needs to belong in this pantheon because her outfit to like perform and go to prom is uh, like an Austin Powers frilly shirt and like a long like peach colored silk robe. She looks great. Like it's something I would legitimately wear. I hope one day to obtain the same level of fashion as this 1995 middle schooler. (laughs) You'll get there one day. Right. Uh, like, I grew up as a kid admiring Claudia and the Babysitter's Club. I've had all this time to get there. I never really have managed it, but there's still, still time, time left. Yeah, you'll get there. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for putting up with nine episodes worth of content. This is probably going to run a little bit longer than a normal yeah. thing. Um, before we talk about uh, what's next, the Ghost Rider has an identity. Um, yes! I'm, we have I'm to say go, this. I'm just going to go ahead and read the full blurb. Uh, this was not revealed in the original release of the show. I don't know if it comes up in any of the reboots or like revivals or what have you. I want to say I, I also yeah. found this in an article on bloodydisgusting.com, which is like a horror movie TV show website. And yeah. they were talking about one of the most controversial aspects of Ghost Rider's run is that it ended without ever explaining who or what Ghost Rider was. Okay. But uh, producer and writer Kermit Frazier revealed in a 2010 interview with the New York Times that Ghostwriter was the ghost of a runaway slave during the American Civil War. He taught other slaves how to read and write and was killed by slave catchers and their dog. His spirit was kept in the book that Jamal first discovered in the pilot episode, and when Jamal opened the book, he was freed. And that is the Ghostwriter, which is like, that's a heavy topic. And yes! You could have had a whole like series of episodes about that to cover it. It's not that heavy that co- kids couldn't deal with that. Like, yeah. But, like, still, that is pretty heavy. Right. Like, if you treated that tenderly, like, if you made, like, a full, respectful, yeah. historical tale out of it, I could see that. But the fact that this is dropped uh, 15 years after the show ended, just like, oh, right, yeah, he was always this uh, victim of terrible historical circumstances with a true, tragic backstory that would haunt anybody. Yeah, that it's we're like, not, wow, they I thought he was like a kindly old author. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was like maybe like a relative Jabal. Like maybe it was his grandpa or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah. It's an old slave that taught people to read and write. Well, uh, we don't know how old he was when he died. No, yeah, yeah. This is a, a wild reveal for the ghostwriter. Yeah, I have no idea if that's... I, I read a bit about the new Apple Plus version of Ghost Rider, and it seems like there is still a Ghost Rider who interacts with a team of, of young, diverse children. But instead, yeah. it seemed like they like bring his fictional characters to life, which is also huh. interesting. Yeah. But it's not what this Ghost Rider was. Yeah. No, I, there's... I mean, you still got time, Kermit Fraser. You can do it right. Do justice to the Ghost Rider. Yeah. Tell his story. Tell his story. There. Uh, tell us more about Gooey Gus. Also, you don't. Have I, to. I feel like Keep he it doesn't. To yourself. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I 
know how this now fits in. I was telling you a story about like a gross purple doll that oozed goo that was also a gum uh, for kids. And then it's like, yes, the ghost was a a murdered, escaped slave in the Civil War. I don't understand how these share the same space. That's kids television. That's PBS for you. The the PBS, they play it heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in for for nine episodes of Ghost Rider. Uh, Spooky. We covered too much TV. Uh, But... But no, now, I'm... like, this is the first time we've, I think we've, no, we did this for Cubics, where we covered the first episode and the last episode. Yes. So, yeah. so now we've done it again. It is it is fun to do sometimes. That now, instead of, uh, it, it became nine episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Mel, as, as, a, as now and as an apology for, uh, for misreading your, your message and re-watching the wrong episodes... Um, I'd already planned on doing this. Uh, at the time this episode is releasing, it will be October, as you said, the spooky month. Yes. But more importantly, it'll be a few days after your birthday. So ah! I've got a treat for you. What's my treat? And I'm going to let you pick the episodes because you would know best because next we're watching Phineas and Ferb. Oh my God! Yes! So it's <gasps> we're going to be watching this uh, I figured you would know best what up ep- what three episodes to pick. Remember, only three, not nine. Okay, okay, <laughs> definitely only three. You feel about a whole can of worms. I I have a deep, sincere love of Phineas and Ferb. It I was airing for the first time when I was in college, but I was really into t- animation when I was in college. I watched a lot of cartoons, and I found this one, and I'm like, this is legitimately a fantastic show it's so funny it's so charming this is very close to my heart yes yeah happy birthday thank uh, you yeah so yeah next we'll be doing Phineas and ferb a little uh, break from the spooky but after that we'll get right back to october mm. and it also i was talking about this with mel we can do whatever we want we might do a spooky episode in june or something or february yeah we're gonna do spooky whenever we want so don't feel like uh, you're gonna miss out by by not listening to the ep- the October episodes, uh, but yeah. Thank you for listening to Ghost Rider, though. If you would like to let us know of any uh, of any ghosts, if you like to let us know of any shows, <laughs> please let us know about any ghosts. Also, please, we can't like help to... you, but we'd like to hear. <laughs> We're ready to believe you and not do anything about it. <laughs> If you'd like to give us recommendations on shows to watch, if you'd like to inquire about being a guest on the show, uh, just uh, send us an email, SaturdayMOPod at gmail.com. You can talk to us on Twitter. We're at SaturdayMOPod. If you want to talk to me on Twitter, I'm at JamesWilk. Mel? I am on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcasts on the Whatnots Network of Podcasts. That is Whatnots, spelled like astronauts. I'm on the review show every week, which is a media, uh, pop culture, uh, book club style discussion show where we cover a different piece of media every week. A movie, a season of a TV show, a couple volumes of a comic. This episode released long ago by the time you're hearing this, but Jam's got to record a guest episode with me while my regular co-host was on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about uh, Check, Please, which is 
a wonderful uh, queer gay hockey book uh, about with like pies. college with pies. Yeah, about baking <laughs> and being gay and doing hockey. It was very it's yeah. it's very good, and I highly recommend it. Mm, that was a fun time. And I yeah. do a show on there called The Captain's Log. If you are listening to this, when this episode comes out in October, we do a special event every October on The Captain's Log, which is our like general off-topic nonsense chat show, where our Halloween episode is that we look back on like little anecdotes we've told each other over the past year, and we turn those into spooky campfire tales. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, like there was a story about once like Kyle... Uh, I think he like won an umbrella in a raffle at some sort of company <laughs> event. And then I turned it into a story of, but you had a, a cursed umbrella. What if that? That's very good. Yeah. Check. So we just out. do that for 90 minutes. Uh, and it's, it's a real wild time. Well, thank you guys again so much for listening. Uh, check those out. Leave us a five star rating review so people could find us. Thank you for dealing with this extra long episode. We will try not to do nine episodes again in the future. Uh, or tell us if you liked how long it was and if you liked the the depths of the nine episode conversation. We don't know yeah. your life. I don't know if I want to do this again, but if you want it, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> tell <laughs> us anyway. Tell us what yeah. lengths of podcasts you enjoy. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. Uh, but until then, relax, kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Haven't you heard of the slime monster? I've seen slime monster commercials on TV, but I never paid much attention to them. He's pretty cool, though. So who's the slime monster? It all started at the reliable bubblegum factory. One day, the guy who was supposed to be mixing up the bubblegum fell asleep at the controls. The bubblegum got too hot, and too much sugar got poured in. There was a big explosion. And boom! Good guess, the slime monster was born. He rose about the bubblegum, all twisted, slimy, gooey looking. It was one mean chunk of chewing gum. I'm burning mad. I'm steaming <laughs> mad. You laughing at me? You laughing at me? Sorry. My monster doesn't like when people make fun of him. And when he gets mad, get ready. Yum! Hey, what's Ghostwriter doing? Hmm? Warning, do not overheat. I wonder what could happen if the slime monster got too hot.